Hello and welcome to Painless Universal, a conversation with myself and Ralph. I'm really excited to have Tendai Lishi join me on the conversation. She's all the way out in Zimbabwe and she's joining me on this platform to talk about her, um, her new series, her new movie that's out on Netflix. You can, anyone can watch it, it's called Cook Off. It's an amazing, it's an amazing movie and it also showcases a bit of Zimbabwe. It shows the intensity, the localness and how you can make something work when you don't have very much. The movie is beautiful. I watched it with my kids and they absolutely enjoyed it. What's really fascinating and even more about that movie is the, the budget. The budget was very minimum and they kept, kept the strip budget. We'll be talking to Dendalishi to understand how they did this, how they made it work. And also getting you all to watch the movie. Thank you so much for joining me. One last thing. I meant this too. And if it comes down to me versus you, I won't hold back. Hmm. Sounds like it's a little challenging there. <laughs> you gave us a piece of charcoal on a plate masquerading as chicken. You're the weakest chef. Bye-bye. Hi everyone, welcome to Painless Universal Conversation with myself, Anne Welsh. Um, today I'll be, I'm joined by Tendaishe. As I told you previously, this is an amazing conversation. I'm so glad you joined me. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Anne. It's so I, nice to see you. I am really delighted you joined me because um, I watched your movie first. Actually, I didn't think about you. It's the movie. I watched it first with my kids. So I was browsing through Netflix. And I saw your movie, but we're not going to go about that into the movie right now, because I want to know who are you for anyone watching this right now, not knowing who is she and why am I talking to you? Who are you? Well, my name is Sendai and I'm a young woman from Zimbabwe and I am an actress who is really passionate about telling uh, authentic stories, telling African stories. And I'm also passionate about how business and the arts can merge together to create sustainable careers for artists in Africa. Wow. So um, when you go to your journey, when people, when you say you're from Zimbabwe, um, I'm originally from Nigeria. We're a very creative um, you know, con country. We yeah. love music. We love um, fashion. Um, Zimbabwe is not some, a country I've known to want to do that, um, to, in, into those things. So how did you, in a country like Zimbabwe, decide that this is a platform, this is an area I want to go into? What, what, what made you, you know, get that passion for it? You're so right about how, um, you know, being an actor or being uh, an artist is not usually like the, the most common career in Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. um, and our industries are still growing compared to yours. They're still growing in Nigeria. They're still mm -hmm. growing. And um, we don't have as many people as Nigeria does. So yeah. basically the market is very small. And so usually people end up being um, either doctors, lawyers, engineers, or those uh, more stable careers, career paths. People usually tend to go for those. And for me, I was just really intrigued by literature when I was in high school. I was very shy, so I never did drama mm -hmm. as, a, as a club or as a extracurricular activity but I loved literature I love to read and I love to to write um, and so when I got to university I, I studied at the University of Cape Town in South Africa they were actually offering as you know South Africa is also a very creative country yes, very very industry is also 
quite stable and growing. Um, and so they, um, they offered drama as a course and as a degree. You could actually study drama. And I was, I'd never seen that before. And so I was like, what? Well, I love literature and I want to be, a, at that time I was studying to be a journalist. And I said to myself, well, what if I took a drama course just for a little while to, to just see if it could teach me, a, you know, confidence skills or just uh, public speaking skills, things like that, like just to boost my self-esteem. And lo and behold, I actually loved drama so much it, um, that I decided to make it a, a, my, my actual career. And it wasn't an easy decision to make. I only broke it to my parents after I graduated. Mm. Um, and so it was more like I discovered acting and it really worked well with my love for literature and my love for storytelling and writing mm. and being able to walk in people's shoes through stories and tell their stories and represent them in some way. And not just uh, true life stories or more realistic stories but even to entertain people and tell stories that are out of this world um that's also an avenue not only of of uh of creativity and of telling people uh what is possible what is impossible but you know like creating worlds that no one has ever seen that's also exciting so everything about drama and acting and film and writing and just the creative storytelling um avenue really fascinated me and like I said, it was more a discovery than an actual thing that I, I'd always wanted to do. No, that's really amazing because um, I know African parents could be very stressed. Uh, how did you convince your parents to say, guys, I'm not going this route, I'm going this route? Well, yeah, because other kids might be watching and thinking, how did she do it? How did she get away with that? Well, firstly, I didn't quit what I had initially gone to. A lot of people end up trying to quit. I just kept what they had, what they had uh, taken me to university to do, but I added what I love to do. So I added the drama and I added the film. I ended up doing a triple major at university. Uh, it was a lot of work, but I felt it was worth it because I was studying what I love. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so when I told them that I actually wanted to focus mainly on the drama and become an actress, they didn't actually accept that initially. They thought it was going to be a phase and that I would eventually not want to be an actress. But I was very stubborn about it. And so um, I was looking for work. But at the same time, I was also pursuing my acting on the side. For me, it was mainly acting and then other stuff on the side. But to them, to, on, uh, from their perspective, they thought it was acting on the side and <laughs> the other stuff was the main stuff. Um, but I kept uh, taking the advice. So even when things were really hard, because I didn't get work. Uh, right away for mm -hmm. acting and so things got really hard I would be auditioning for about three years I auditioned without any work and my dad suggested that I do a master's degree as African parents would do they said okay go back to school so I I decided uh, to take his advice him and my mentor advised that I do a master's in business administration and so I did that um, so I think the lesson that I have learned is in fact the year I started my master's is the year I got my first CV so, and then I decided to pursue both at the same time. And um, again, it was difficult, but I think it was worth it. I believe it was worth it for me. And so I think the, the, the key for me, I would say, is to balance both. Because the advice is worth taking to some extent, but it doesn't mean you must give up on what you really want to do. It's, it's, I, I feel it takes a lot more work, um, obviously, but 
if you can do both, then I would suggest people do both. Wow, you're amazing. Um, I don't know much about the Zimbabwe film industry. Um, I, you know, I tried to do some research on it, got the team too, but I want to know from you who is on ground to tell me a little bit about the film industry in Zimbabwe and how that differs from the rest of the world in general. But you could compare it even to relatively to, and I'm based in the UK, we have a very different film industry. South Africa has a different film industry, but Zimbabwe is very, very small, especially with every, all the crisis that's been going on in Zimbabwe for many years. How have you, the industry, managed to thrive in, in circumstances like this? You were so right about the economic crisis. Yeah. It's been very, very difficult. In fact, Book Off was um, the first film in about 20 years that uh, managed to break through and you know, actually be on an international platform. Uh, because the last time we had films that were really popular or that were, um, for example, I studied, there's a film, there's a novel film called Neria. I don't know if you know it. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that one, you see, even you know that one. Mm-hmm. But that was about 20 years ago. So it's, yeah. really, it's, a, it's been a while since the industry um, has been producing uh, well-known films. And so the reason being, um, back in those days, uh, we had a lot of uh, donors and sponsorship uh, that was going around to tell um, social impact films, and such as Neria. Neria was a social impact film, and... Another film like that was Yellow Card, if you know it. Yes, yeah, and, so good. Very yeah, good. So those films were sponsored and, uh, by donors who, like NGOs, that were actually um, wanting to tell stories that would make a social impact and mm-hmm. teach people lessons about the issues that were happening in their communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we never had a proper industry that was independent, that was actually self-funded or at least privately funded um, just to tell creative stories. And this is, I think, what, what has become um, the trend now that's rising, is that we want to tell stories that are creative, that necessarily don't have a agenda, an agenda, you know, because right now, if you look at Cook-Off, it was just a rom-com, it was lighthearted, no agenda, let's just smile and fall in love and cook. Um, <laughs> and that's what uh, independent filmmakers in Zimbabwe are trying to do now, is to tell mm-hmm. creative stories um, that push boundaries, that make people laugh, that entertain um, and represent the ordinary Zimbabwean uh, and tell stories of everyday life. Um, so that's where we are. We've been on that journey. And in terms of the economic crisis, it's been very, very difficult for us to fund, to fund our films. Um, but I think with uh, platforms such as Netflix that have become interested in African stories, there's a room for us to to actually tell our stories and to get funding and to grow as an industry. Um, and obviously we're still looking towards getting more funding within Zimbabwe itself. Uh, but hopefully with the, with the success of Cook-Off, people can see that it's worth it to invest in the film and television mm. industry. No, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, you were very right. We haven't seen a film from Zimbabwe. It's almost like it's made it almost the last place you will never think of it for a film industry. And all of a sudden, I turned my television on Netflix, see Cook-Off. I was excited. I was really excited because the movie, like you really said, is simple. Anyone could watch it. I sat with my son and my daughter. We sat together. We watched the movie because it's simple. It's easy. It's relaxing. It's enjoyable. You want to know who wins. <laughs> you know, we were talking about it. 
how did you get into the cook-off? Who told you about it? And did you have to audition? And then tell me, how did it go from you guys finished this movie, then going on to Netflix? Because the budget, we have to go to that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... No, yeah. like I said, I'd been uh, I, when I graduated, I struggled to find some work, and so for three years I was auditioning, um, and then I, I I'm based in South Africa right now at the moment. I'm, okay. I'm over with my family, mm. and so um, I got a couple of television shows here in South Africa, which is great. But again, being Zimbabwean, usually the stories or the roles that I'd get were about migrant um, women who ended up in very uh, yeah, very tough uh, spots, um, such as like becoming prostitutes or maybe being a maid. Mm. So the storylines and the roles I'd get were very limited to the story of the immigrant person in South Africa. Mm. And so I, I got this. I like it was in 2017 when I got when I got an awakening, and I decided to. And again, like you said, you wouldn't expect anything to come out of Zimbabwe. And you're not the only one. Even Zimbabweans would, would say that to me. Don't go back to Zimbabwe. There's no industry. Why, do you even, why are you even thinking of looking to Zim? And so what I did was I, I, I got an awakening in 2017 to actually look at Zimbabwe because I realized that probably the only place I could get proper recognition for my work or at least a lead role in a significant story would be a Zimbabwean story in the, Zimbabwe, in the Zimbabwean industry. And so um, I contacted the one producer that I knew um, from a previous time when I visited him. And his name is Joe Janku. He's actually the producer of Cook-Off. And so I contacted him on Facebook and I said, Joe, are you working on anything? I'm going to be in Zimbabwe for a friend's wedding. Um, I want to visit a set. I just want to see what you guys are up to in Zimbabwe and just to learn. And he replied and said, they were actually still working for the elite actors for a film that was coming. And I said, really? Well, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Um, and then he said, okay, I'll, contact, I'll connect you with uh, Thomas Brickell, who is the director. And I spoke to Thomas on the phone. And it was the week I was going to travel to Zimbabwe. I spoke to him on the phone. He sent me the script. I sent him my showreel. And we decided we wanted to work together. Uh, I read the script and I loved it. Um, mm -hmm. And this story is very heartwarming, very inspiring. Um, and of course it's a rom-com, so it's just so beautiful. And so I, I, um, I agreed to take part in the film and within a week I was in Zimbabwe and we started shooting. That's how it happened. Uh, it was very fast, but I think it was that awakening. Personally, I, I feel as though that looking back home and saying, okay, you know what, I need to look back to, to where I come from and try to see if there's anything really that's there for me as, a, as an artist. Instead of me running away from the troubles that are in the country, is there anyone I can work with? Can I collaborate with somebody? And that's what actually led to me being on Cook-Off. And it's been, surprisingly, my first feature film, and the film that's put me on the global map has been a Zimbabwean film. And that for me is mind-blowing because I never expected that to happen. Amazing. I think that encourages a lot of people who are diaspora to not give um, loose hope about going back home and doing something back home because you never know what back home could actually put you on a global map 
than you ever imagine, you know, and it's just because sometimes we lose hope, we lose that patience, we stay in certain place and we don't realize that what is our true calling is actually back home because this is an amazing movie. The budget for the movie is here is $8,000. How do you do a, a movie for $8,000? So, the- <laughs> so the producers have been um, adamant in correcting the fact that it's, it's, we had $8,000 in cash on hand. So when we, when we started filming, that's all the cash we had. But the budget obviously was much more. Yes. It's just that they had to come up with a production model that would suit the amount of money they had in hand. And so a lot of the cost, in fact, all of the cost and crew were put on deferred payments. And then we were also able to um, collaborate with different stakeholders. So, for example, Cook Off was is, is based on a competition, right? A cooking mm-hmm. competition, which is actually from a, a TV show that was actually on, on Zimbabwe's uh, TVs. It was called Battle of the Chefs. And there's an actual TV show that was running for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the owner of the show allowed Cook-Off to film with Battle of the Chefs. So all that, all that you see with, the, with, the, with the, um, the set design and everything of the show was actually already in existence. We didn't have to build that from scratch. And so that saved us a lot of money. Um, and then also we collaborated with uh, post-production companies from Kenya who did our editing and our sound um, uh, and we finalized the sound design and everything. And uh, so there are basically different. Oh, and then MMX, which is a rental company, equipment rental company also came through and uh, they, they, they kind of partnered with us in terms of film equipment, which is very expensive. Most times some of the budget usually goes to uh, most of the budget usually goes to hiring equipment for the film uh, production. And so there were different stakeholders that came through um, that literally helped us to reduce the budget so much. Um, and so we were able to film and to shoot cook off with just 8,000 in, in cash uh, being available. And so that's how it happened. That's a beautiful collaboration. I think um, in days like this, um, especially in um, Zimbabwe, I think is if funding is limited, this just shows that you could actually make something work if you actually work together with people and get them get the message out there, and then but um, people start recognizing the country as a you know film film industry place as well. I was surprised to see it on Netflix. How did that partnership or um, distribution come come about? Come about. I know it's it's very very um, it's just amazing that we've managed to get into Netflix. So the film was actually first released in 2017, and for three years the producers were literally trying to find ways to distribute the film. And from my understanding, they eventually got hold of a contact who was an agent um, with Netflix. And he watched the film and he loved it. And then wow. the process began on the process began on getting the film ready, you know, to to put it on Netflix. Because, like I said, um, we shot it with a certain budget or, or with a certain amount of money uh, in hand. There were so many things that needed to be done to make sure that the quality was good enough to actually get it on Netflix. But again, we, like I said, we had wonderful people collaborate with us and come on board 
to just kind of fine tune the film. And so this was this is a, actually the final version of the film. The first version that I watched in 2017 is not the same as the one you see now on Netflix. So the the team did a great job in making sure that the standards were right for Netflix. And um, I mean, I'm I'm sure people can tell that it's not like a, a big budget film, but I think it's good enough. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I I no, I couldn't tell. I just thought it was a lovely African movie. <laughs> that's all I saw. I didn't think, oh, it's a low budget. Actually, so I started doing uh, research and I saw it was 8,000. I'm like, wow. Then that must have taken a lot of teamwork, effort, co and collaboration with different people to get it to that stage. Um, the movie has really put a you know, spotlight on Zimbabwe and everything going on on the film industry. People are going to start talking about it. What would be your wish from this movie, especially for women out there, aspiring actors? who don't believe there's a chance, there's a future? To, what would be your wish for them in terms of um, from this movie? I would tell them what I've been learning from this experience, mm. with my journey with this film, and that is that um, never give up on your dreams, mm. just like I'm seeing the movie. And don't put a limit to where your breakthrough can come from. And also just be proactive, you know? Um, like I said, how I got into cook-off was me being proactive and looking for, for work. And sometimes we wait for our agents or for someone to tell us that there's a production that's happening here or there. But literally, if we are, are more proactive, I believe, I truly believe that we can uh, open more doors for ourselves. Be confident in your talent and your gift and don't give up. And literally uh, believe that what you have to offer is, is good and that... Um, because a lot of times we don't believe in ourselves enough. Mm -hmm. But that self-belief really, really is the foundation that will keep you grounded and focused on what you're supposed to be doing, which is to keep pushing and, um, and to seek opportunities for yourself as well. So that's what I'm wishing for actresses, African actresses who might be giving up right now. Uh, no, that's really, um, that's really true. You know, in filming it, <laughs> with a restricted budget. What was your best part in doing? It was a cook-off movie. <laughs> Were there lots of food? <laughs> uh, was there? <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed... Um, the, the fantastic thing is, because I am a young actor, um, I was acting with some really legendary um, actors, and some of them are the most funniest people um, I've ever met. Um, like my best friend in the movie, Charmaine, she's one tal talented woman. And, you know, just being on set with people I grew up watching and being on set with people who, again, like you say, like sometimes you don't think there's an industry, or you don't think there's anyone working in the industry. And then you get to meet so many people um, who are actually pursuing their passion. It was just so inspiring. And, um, and even Ten Diamond, the one who plays Prince, He's um, a musician or a rapper. At that time, he was full-time uh, a rapper, a well-known rapper. And just kind of getting all the, the inspiration from all these Zimbabweans who have stuck to it, you know, regardless of what's been happening in Zimbabwe, was really inspiring. And um, again, it just validated my dream and told me that it's, it's, it's possible and that there's a whole um, team of people who are wanting this to work you know, i'm not alone and that i think for me 
transformed the best moments for me, just being with the people on set. Like I said, it was my first Zimbabwe production. I, I hadn't worked in Zimbabwe before. And so being back home and being on this beautiful production with all these people, I, I had initially thought never didn't exist, you know. <laughs> and now seeing them in action with me, I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Um, and there's so much to do now. And I've got like, it actually affected, I think, even my long-term goals because now I have a different picture of what I'd like to do with my life. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's beautiful. So it was out June 1st, right? On Netflix, obviously. Yes. And it will still be streaming for a very long time. So anyone who wants to watch Cook Off yeah. could just go to Netflix globally and type the word Cook Off. They'll be able to watch it, right? That should work. <laughs> yeah. Well, it worked for me. Yeah, I, that's how I found it. So um, our final question is always the message of hope. Um, there's so many aspiring actors. There's so many aspiring um, people, industry. This is a difficult market, especially being in Zimbabwe. What would be your hope that you take out of this, that this message of cook-off brings to the people of Zimbabwe? What I've realized is that during this pandemic, a lot of people have been watching and they've been inboxing us and they've been telling us how they've really enjoyed the film. And especially during this time when a lot of people are not feeling well, there's uh, trauma, the world is traumatized. Um, people have lost their jobs. I mean, there's so much going on in the world right now to have people say that the film has brought a smile to their faces and that their, their hearts have been warmed uh, by the story, this simple Zimbabwean story. And for me, that's, I think, what I would want to offer as, as a person who was part of the project to say, I, I hope that it continues to give people that joy, um, just that relief, uh, sense of relief, that escape from what's happening in the world today. Um, and that they, yeah, they, they can always go back and watch it again and again if they want to, <laughs> whenever they feel sad. Um, but I'm glad that it actually came out during this time because I, I really believe that it's done what it was originally meant to do and that, uh, you know, it was meant to be a lighthearted, uh, fun, heartwarming movie, and it has done that, especially during this pandemic. So I'm really glad to say that that is our gift to the world right now. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning, and I'm sure many, many more people will be watching Cook Off because it is an amazing. Um, film people might say the budget but you don't notice the budget the only time I knew about the budget was because I watched um, I read articles about it you don't notice there's been any budget restraint in any kind of way because it's done flawlessly and your acting is as well is beautiful you are stunning fabulous actress and you should keep shining thank, thank you so much Danish for joining me today and I really hope um, this movie shines light on your work and you, you know we stay we stay con connected thank, thank you. you and I, I would love to stay connected and I'm so grateful for, for this conversation thank, thank you so much thank you. <laughs>